Do you ever think about utopia? Do you ever think about ethical dilemmas? Do you ever think about the other people on public transport? Do you ever think about the demise of civilization as we know it? Welcome to Do You Ever Think About? I'm Merida Violet, one of your hosts. And I'm Candace Jade. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, and today, this is our second Loose Fit episode, uh, which we're really excited to share a uh, drink with you all uh, as we record. Because it's Halloween, yes. we're going to call it booze. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so this is our booze episode for booze. our Halloween sort of theme, mm. um, which is... It's on the theme of pranks and tricks, um, Halloween in general, and uh, you might you might notice that uh, we're not going to be as serious this time, uh, but we are going to have lots of fun stories, and we're going to take a couple trips down memory lane. Um, so yeah, that's basically the the flow of this episode today. Um, to start off, I guess we'll go we'll go broad and then we'll go narrow. Do you ever think about Halloween, and what are your thoughts on Halloween, Candace? Well. As a Australian, which I am, mm-hmm. um, Halloween has been incredibly elusive, very mysterious, and very exciting as it gets dangled in all the media in front of us, but held at a country ages away. <laughs> so it's only become sort of popular for all our American listeners out there. You're like living it up in the Halloween world. We've been slugging it out with poor kids. If they do Halloween in the last like few years, they just go out with a like plastic bag is what I like when I was growing up. That's the kind of like shabbiness. And even then I wasn't, you barely saw them. Yeah. But the last like couple of years, it's really taken off. So that's really exciting. But I've really always loved Halloween. I think, and when I think about it, I think it's because like my birthday is in October. And so it's kind of like from an early age, kind of seen like October and you know, as a, developing human and you start like relating sort of like I it's actually like when I think about it it's probably like a big part of my personality because I love it mm. the spookiness of it all and like the attraction to skulls and just weird dumb shit yeah, I yeah, love it like, you know like, the goth holiday yeah. like yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like the coolest holiday because it involves like hey you get to be an asshole yeah. like dress like a slut fun <laughs> um, no one can say anything Eat lots of candy yeah like all the things that are like um held outside of the realm of like what you should do mm. seem to not exist on Halloween. And as like I've owned my most experience with it um, was through movies. And as you kind of like when you're young and you start learning concepts about like birthday and you're like, oh, okay, I get lots of presents. And so you start to develop mm. this like, oh, birthdays are sick. Yeah. Like birthdays <laughs> and Christmas are fucking awesome. Um, and then like that gets paired with like the movies that you watch them because Adam's family was always playing on because that came uh, like yes. Casper or like, or just that like dark early night, early mid nineties cinema. Beetlejuice. Oh, I love it all. Like it's it, a very Halloween aesthetic. The Halloween aesthetic is very appealing. It's very yes. appealing. Yeah. And because it's in October and my birthday is October, I mm. can't remember ever not just being like super infatuated and loving it. And I think as part of it is because it made me feel quite special because you're yeah. watching American sort of media, which is the way that they have like infiltrated the world with fucking great things to watch. Um, And so like people get excited about October and in my head, I think I just meant like, I'm in October. That means I'm some sort of Halloween queen. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? It's funny because I have a bit of a Halloween Grinch, I have to say. I think (laughs) I didn't know this before we started. I know. Okay. So this is, this is like my weird sort of, um, um, wanting to be a contrarian thing, mm. which is basically so. Um, all the cool people love ha- Halloween, right? All the alternative people love Halloween. It's like you know, fuck Christmas, fuck New Year's, fuck Valentine's Day. I like Halloween. I like all of them except Valentine's Day. I'm just yeah, gonna say. yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, but for me, it's like you know, so sort of. And I also, um, I think my parents are very sort of like rejecting the norm type of people. They would always make fun of holidays like valentine's day and stuff i always kind of liked christmas but i never really wanted to let on how much i liked it because 
fun. It's a good time. Yeah, exactly. Like Christmas is great, but New Year's is even better. And sorry if people hate New Year's, but I hate New Year's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, that said, I I think it was always it, it seemed to me to be very uncool to like other holidays and very cool to like Halloween because it's the spooky one. It's got the pagan elements. It's, you know, debaucherous and everything like that. My mom was really into Halloween. She was she's like the best witch. We had all these, you know, growing up, we always had all these uh, haunted houses in my town for the kids at like this one big there's like this one big old house that always had a haunted house and my mom always played the witch and she was like so she she was like the witch for like two weeks before just like getting Bruh. into the vibe of it and she looks like a witch too like in the best way like a, like a hot witch from hocus pocus yeah and well, no, like sorry. someone that's got like the kind of features that can be really yes. accentuated to be like whoa it's actually for the real deal this yes time. and she had like long black like kind of like big hair you know very like witchy woman in general love it um so you know it was always her kind of thing and i think i just um I just to be even more of a contrarian I had to reject that Halloween was cool and had to go back around the other side to be like no actually I like Christmas and New Year's that's badass like and this is why we're friends because like our contrarian nature for me because I was being bought at that point I was in a very Christian institution and everybody like oh my god it's also the reason like I love Harry Potter is Mm. because like the whole like um there was such a thing of being like, it's it's corrupting our Christian children. And that I was like, I need this fucking immediately <laughs> right now. But for me, like to be a contrarian in the um, situation or scenario, the diorama of life that I happened to be in year three to five yes. um, was like very Christian. And to the point where like the children were really um, representative of their parents' like beliefs. So not even the kids were into it. It's actually a really like, like kids like beige beige kids Mm. (laughs) that's really spooky (laughs) so for me it's kind of like was a way of being like an asshole at like christian school and being like well i fucking love it and like it was and it was like totally like it really was like an avant-garde unique thing to like that here whereas i always felt like it was sort of the um, you know, maybe in the 60s, it would have been like cool and unique to be into Halloween. But like in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was like you're just like every other hot topic goth at school to be like obsessed with Halloween. You and know? in fairness, that's exactly who I would have been <laughs> yeah. if I was in America. <laughs> if I if we'd have shifted my location, but not my personality or anything, and just plopped me in the middle of America. Hot, I would have I was so jealous of hot topic growing yeah. up. I used to like. Uh, I was so jealous of Hot Topic. Oh, look, I've got to say, I probably was as well. And if they'd had any clothes that fit me, a woman-sized 11-year-old, then I would have like, I would have shopped there too. But they probably do these days. They have much more inclusive sizing in those kind of shops. Um, but yeah, I think also the other thing I didn't I didn't love about Halloween when I got a bit older was then it was all about like dressing like a sexy mouse or whatever. Again, and something I would have been into it like as I got older. You know, <laughs> and as an extremely self-conscious young person was definitely not something I was into. And yet I, I always like lamented the fact that I could never think of like a really creative costume. Like I, you know, I would, well, like couldn't think of it also never could be fucked doing it and so like I went as like a spice girl for like five years in a row you know I was just like do you change spice every year um no I was pretty much always sporty spice because that's like the easiest one and you could just like get an adidas jumper and be sporty spice and I was so drunk by like 8 p.m that it didn't even fucking matter what I was wearing and when you're drunk sporty spice is the perfect costume because comfy shoes exactly comfy shoes no I've always loved Halloween still do it was really fucking cool to go over to America and Mm. Canada do you know what I went to okay I arrived in Canada like this was the, like I'd rocked up on the day of Halloween and I was in this hostel and I didn't have any costume whatsoever and it was right when vaping was taking off mm. and so I got a whistle and I went out as a vape victim and so I just like when someone was vaping around me I whistled I'd be like I'm being vaped I'm being vaped See, those are the and kind of clever Canadians Halloween. hated it like they I was in like I did not make friends. People thought oh. it was in very poor taste. I thought it was God. fucking hilarious. And I was like, this is why people hate Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is why people think that lefties have no sense of humor anymore. It's like, come on, can we not? Can Show we not me a lefty a with a sense of humor. That? Like, come on, man. And I say this as a lefty myself, but like, come on. Can we can we have that be a joke? Because that's quite clever, in my opinion. I thought so, too. I think it's very I clever. I thought so, too. And that's the type, That's what I mean is, like, maybe I would always get resentful. Maybe I, like, always thought I didn't like it because I was never clever enough to think of stuff like that. And I always but wanted to. But did you try? To. 
mm, I mean, try, <laughs> try. Is it really, well, were you just annoyed that they didn't that come to you come instantly? To me? Yeah, that's sort of because mm. people often like put in a little bit of like research. You like look up cliches, yeah. and then you go like, well, how could I make that a physical? Well, like, or like the thing. people who had like those like couple costumes where it was like always some sort of like um, it was like a play on. Um, I'm not thinking of a good example. There's an episode of BoJack Horseman about it. <laughs> the end. Nailed it. <laughs> okay. I am a fan of like fall food, fashion, hay rides. Um, hay rides. That's great. It's amazing. Hay, okay. And as much as I was a sort of Grinch about like dressing up for Halloween, you know, um, going. Now, look. I was never going to turn down a Halloween party. I was always going to go to the Halloween party, and Thus I, am I just wasn't going. I just wasn't going to get dressed up into a costume. Maybe it's the costumes that I just didn't like. I don't know. But the, the whole without and, and, which and the, the whole thing would be really weird. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was the costumes. It was the like mysticism around it. But what I fucking loved haunted houses. Oh my god, we had one in my t- in my like not town but like county um that was like one of like one of the, the famous ones in my state because it was mm. that good and they had it run for like the whole month of October and it was it wasn't just like a house it was like a compound with like different buildings and like a haunted hayride and like really and it was like kind of like a fair you know like county fair vibe with like funnel cakes but like Halloween version and like deep fried Snickers bars and that kind of thing and like you know you know mulled cider and all of that and then like the best scariest fucking haunted houses and like I love horror stuff and I loved especially as a teenager like I loved horror movies I loved watching horror movies on Halloween I love maybe I do like Halloween I'm like I'm really glad we're getting to this we just had to workshop it out this whole episode has been a rouge so that I could finally prove to Merida that Halloween is inside you and her heart grew three sizes larger that day I'm not a pumpkin (laughs) This is a like a legitimate breakthrough. This is maybe a breakthrough. Okay, so what is it that I don't like about Halloween? Costumes. May- or just maybe like people who are obsessed with it. Maybe that's what I don't like about they Halloween. They are the things that put off yeah. about anything. It's Oh my God. Okay, so I just Extremists. Thought, yes, and, and stands. You know, like sta- oh, this is like a new word that I... That was the first time me trying to use it. Please people expand. who are like um, obsessive fans. Oh. Like stan from the Eminem song. I think that's where it comes from. Okay, this is the first time I'm hearing it. And it's I like say, a new internet word. I'm into it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's okay until you see the people who use it all the time. Again, problem... It's not necessarily a problem with the word. You just don't like stands. I just don't like stand stands. Stands. Um, oh. Yes. And now that I think of it, like people who are, okay, so I just, there was a meme going around that was like, um, name something that you're embarrassed to say you like because the fans of it are so shit. And now I think my answer to that is Halloween. Mm. <laughs> Well, this has been a very exciting therapy session. That will be $300. Thank uh, you. Really? <laughs> I only spent $140 on my usual one. <laughs> this was an intensive Can I course. pay you in white claws? I'd love that. Mm. Um, no, and I wouldn't ever charge you mm. for something like that. Thanks. Um, get it? It was a trick. It was <laughs> I didn't when plan. Did I get the treats? <laughs> um, you know, that sounds like a real prank. <laughs> I love... Talking about pranks so that's, much, I forgot that that's what we were talking. That is the main topic of this. So now that we've done our Halloween, so now that we've done our loose chat re Halloween, tick that off the list. Yeah. Next, we're going to move on to tricks or pranks, in which which is the sort of subtopic of this episode. Um, now, I think that probably what the first thing we might need to do because tricks, pranks. Same word? I'm not sure, but I know who can tell us if they're the same word, and it is. And you know who knows fun and pranks? It's the dictionary. That's right. <laughs> okay. A prank, they are very different from what I can look mm. at by the length of their definitions. Nice. Also, everybody, shout out. We've got a new dictionary. Yep. Collins. Colin, you're out, Oxford. Oxford's oh. out. Collins is in. Um, and it's great. And it's not a student dictionary either anymore. It's like a, a whole adult dictionary. And like, yeah, the student dictionary we were like sludging away with before yeah. only had 50,000 entries. This baby's got 200,000. So like, really, guys, you, you know those other podcasts who have dictionaries with like five fifty to 100,000 entries? Well, this podcast, you can come and find a dictionary with 200,000 entries in. You heard it here first. <laughs> so a prank. 
is a noun. A mischievous trick. The origin is unknown. But a trick is a deceitful or cunning action or plan. So there's, oh, or a joke or a plaint. A plank, not a plank. A prank. A plant? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Wait. The scariest thing, do a minute plank. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, my abs are terrified. Yeah, <laughs> I tremble. I tremble. I tremble. So wait, is the key, is the operative word mischievous? Yes, and I think that's the same for like. I started a sentence, forgot halfway through. <laughs> not not forgot. I never had actualized <laughs> the whole sentence, and it became more apparent as I kept going. <laughs> so, um. So the operative word is mischievous there. Yes, because a trick is deceitful and cunning, first up. Right, and then a plank... A plank. plank. A plank <laughs> is a trick which is m- mischievous. So maybe we need to look up mischievous. Um, let's find mischievous to find mm. out, because that seems to be the driving factor. Yeah, okay, so okay. So just to, to recap, so we've got pranks are tricks which are... Okay, mischievous. Tricks, yeah, pranks are... Tr- Tricks, which are mischievous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and tricks are all sorts of shit. Yeah. And mischief. Okay, there's three things. Mischief, annoying but not malicious. Mm. That causes trouble or irritation. This dictionary is just paid for itself. Isn't I'm that really nice? I'm really impressed with that succinct and actually like elucidating explanation of Unlike the, word. the Oxford, we would have been like mischief. Ah, yes, the verb for mischievous things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things which are mischievous. Mischievous. Yeah. No, Yes. Also, we say in America mischievous, but... I just thought, like, they've got mischievous, but that is the one where they're, like, full of mischief. Yeah, okay. So okay, I thought okay. I should read mischief. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Yeah, full of mischief. Okay, so that's interesting, too, because I never thought of mischievous as being necessarily annoying. Have you had much mischief done on you, though? <laughs> because I imagine that your experience with mischief is probably very different to, say, like, an old... Um, person who has like the rundown house mm. and they're the ones that get targeted every Halloween. Yeah. Like for the weeks leading up to it for and afterwards. Trickery. Yeah. yeah. Or ding dong ditch. You All know, that those, kind of those stuff. classic pranks. Yeah. Like I would say, I guess I think of mischievous as being like, yeah, not malicious. And like, you know, we have a friend who like would always be like quite silly and like funny at parties where like, you know, he would go around and like have like clothes pegs mm-hmm. and just like stick them on to people and wait for them to notice. And, like, I think of that as, like, mischievous, like, where it's, like, really harmless. It's, it can only be interpreted as funny, and there's, like, no sort of – you're not, like, risking someone's reputation or livelihood or mental health – mental state, you know, but in doing th- the trick on them. I think that that is, like, um, maybe taking out of context what you think irritation is because irritation uh. doesn't necessarily have to be, like – a big Ooh, thing. Maybe that's like, true. It's mischievous for a child to pull out all like the pots and pans and like smash on them. Mm-hmm. It's annoying as fuck. Yeah. But it's not that bad. And I like with the peg thing, there is a like level of it not actually being nice for everybody because when you get to the point where everyone else is laughing at you and you don't know why and they're just like sniggering behind the head and you've taken it, it's kind of like that's daunting. True. That's true. Yeah. 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 That's a really good. Well, I guess that sort of just leads me into the reason why I don't really like pranks at all very much. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that there is like always this fine line between being like funny and cruel. Yeah. And it's very hard to like juggle both, especially when mm. you're in the and people are laughing or doing yeah. this kind of stuff. It's very hard to pull back from something, especially if it's getting a reaction. Yes, especially and if, if because probably the most of the reason you're doing it is because you want the attention, mm. <laughs> or or you know, I mean, I think about our friend and like I don't think it was because he wanted attention. He just likes being oh. silly and and he's fun. A, and he's his example is he is like it is harmless and it's weird because like yes. we we all know each other and it is kind of yes. like lovely and that is a kind of a different example. He's but not, not doing a, it to strangers yeah. who are like maybe could take it the wrong way Mm. you know kind of thing so yeah I think there's like a yeah there's like a couple of conditions there where it's like it crosses the line from being like a funny cute little prank to like being something that's like you know okay you're just a dick (laughs) well one thing that I found was like um because I did my research just consisted Mm -hmm. of looking up pranks um and I found this one which I had to like include because it was so fucking stupid and I had to kind of like print it out just to make a note of it because like the way that it's worded first of all it's not a great prank but just like you can tell how many people have taken this the wrong way Mm. okay so this was a like suggestion um and i'll put the site 
on the thing. This was a suggestion of how to inject a bit of Halloween fun time into your office. Uh, <laughs> creepy emails. A good standard prank includes weird emails. Mind you, this prank can cross a line. Oh so make Isn't it fucking? Yeah. So make sure you know the person you are pranking pretty well. And if he or she starts to freak out, you've gone too far. <laughs> like, don't, don't wait. Just wait until it goes too far and then stop. Don't. <laughs> the basic premise of this prank, prank is to create a fake email address. It takes minutes to open a new account on Yahoo or Hotmail and it's free. It's possible. Try something creepy like I'm watching you 2012 at yahoo.com. <laughs> Isn't it fucking deranged? Okay, or something along those lines. Oh Once you've got your fake email address, start sending your co-workers scary messages. Anything that is outright threat is not funny or cute. It is scary and you might get fired, but that should be the only reason why you pull yeah, back. There's, there's no other reason other than you might get fired. Yep. Certainly not. No. Okay. How, yep. However, stealing a co-worker's stapler for the day and then sending ransom messages via email, obviously stapled to their head. Right. Um, is I added that. And don't, don't misquote don't me. Do I added that. Yes, right. <laughs> Take you, it up a notch. Yeah. Um, via email is hilarious. You can also try sending scary photos, but people often won't click on those links if you have to go to a new webpage. So be creative, but don't scare your co-worker too much. Wow, there's like there was so much like caution, like HR caution there that I just I mean, it's basically telling you to like do the pranks that Jim would do on Dwight in the office. That's exactly <laughs> who I thought of when I read that. And just like and you can tell like I was thinking the person that wrote this is the least a popular person of the office yeah. all the time anyway. And they probably don't even realize it. <laughs> like, oh, like I just I don't see the point. I just don't see the point. Like, I don't know the joy that that would bring me. Like, um, to do something like that, to like go through all the effort. One, who the fuck has time for Especially this? Especially when you're meant to be working. Exactly. Like, yeah. One, meant to be working, who has time for that? Like, two, the, the fear that it's going to be taken the wrong way would outweigh my, any pleasure I could get from the actual prank. It's very simply, no, there's no transaction of any of the elements of that prank that like the outcome would outweigh the fear yeah. or like the effort before, like what's going to happen? You're like, oh, if you do it right, all that's going to be rewarded is someone going like, oh, you took my stapler. Yeah. I needed that all fucking day. Or you go too far and someone like calls the cops because exactly. they're afraid they've got a stalker. <coughs> it's like the, the higher the risk, which might end up being funnier is also means that you're like more of an asshole and also putting your job at risk. Yeah. I would say that like pranks and work don't mix. Also though, who has the time? Like I would just never think of doing anything like that. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. Okay. I think we can. I guess I'm of... a buzzkill. No, you're not because, okay. I, my approach to this whole topic was because I'm not much of a prankster yeah. and the same thing is like, I don't like being put on display. I don't yeah. like having attention drawn to me unless I'm like, vigorously drawing it to myself in, in control of it <laughs> in control in my terms yeah um so i like put together a list of my favorite pranks but some of them are just kind of fucking stupid yeah. and do cause psychological damage <laughs> in fact of the six three of them are actually psychotic <laughs> and, and one isn't of the six it's just something that i had to include because it's so so it would, I could, if I was a child receiving this, actually two. Okay. All right, go. Okay. Wait, no, wait, wait, actually, I, won't do, I won't do my actual list. Okay. I'll just do like the one that's psychological damage. The, the that top will, the hits. Well, not the, like I won't do my list, but like the one that I wanted to say that's just like psycho, that I didn't know how to include otherwise mm. would be like, okay, there's another, another parenting website. <laughs> Give each trick or treater a certain amount of lollies. Count them out and then go completely overboard with one. Emptying what's left in one's kid bag. Feel free to take back one lolly from each of the other kids and put it in the full bag. And I think it's funny and a good prank, but I can explain. <gasps> I can ex I, I can see how that would weigh on the certain sensitive child yes, for years. Yes, <laughs> like absolutely. Like you just don't, like even if it's a prank, like the the damage that that does to the psyche of a child, just being like, even, even though like they know it was a joke, it's like, yeah, but it's really because I'm the ugly kid or it's like, it's really because I'm weird and people know it. And then I'm, you know, just like any, any, any insecurity is going to like be a reason. I think that like, like with, you know, hazing ideas of like hazing and, hazing you know, insane. And, and you know, it's not called hazing anymore. It's called bullying. And like, I think that like pranks, 
kind of are going that route. It's like we realize it's like it's really kind of, okay. So, so I'll pull out some of my most psychologically damaging ones that I looked up. Yeah, because like for a while there, because you looked at a lot of punk while yes. we were doing this. For yes. a while there, it was like a fucking like a whole genre was yes. just like oh prank thing, and sometimes it got like well, like the right uh, the um who was it the one of the skateboard guys Bam Margera yeah who used to get his dad you know but always like copped out when someone put a snake with him he could dish it but he couldn't take you know like, yeah and he kind of lo- like yeah fucking take it Bam but yeah. now he's in therapy and I feel bad I know and he's still hot so we I feel agree. sorry for him so <laughs> but like yeah like with Punked for example which you know okay he's like there's a bit of schadenfreude with that I think because he's getting celebrities um but one of the ones that I looked at uh was an <laughs> So, okay, my, my market research, my research for this episode <laughs> included watching, like, five episodes of season two of Punked, which yeah. came out in 2003, and it wasn't only just, like, oh, my God, amazing, but it was, like, the, it was just, like, so, like, oh, my God, I'm I'm 16 again, like, that was, or 15 again, or, like, however, however old, it wasn't 2003, like, it was I've got just... one serious question. Yes. Were there a lot of Von Dutch hats? Oh! <laughs> There were not only Von Dutch hats, there were low rise jeans. And like those slouch pleather, like. Yes, like like those weird, those like slouch, slouch belts that were like really thick and like worn really low. And it's like, it's not even holding up your pants. It's not even a belt. It's ornamental. Yeah, exactly. A lot of um, those like frilly, like lacy tops. Those like kitten heel, pink pointy kitten heel. Or ballet flats. And like the slouch bags made out of white pleather. Flip phones. Oh. So this one episode that I watched was, uh, it was... Beyonce and Lindsay Lohan and then I was just gonna ask if Lindsay Lohan was in her oh my gosh that was her time to shine oh my yeah so so this was a this was a pre-Mean Girls Lindsay Lohan this was a Lindsay Lohan this was like she looked how she did in Mean Girls I reckon she was filming Mean Girls like during this episode because it was she had the same hair she was it was just like peak Lindsay oh my god she was incredible she didn't look like she was too fucked up on drugs she was 17 um, where am I going with this? Um, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, it was like obviously like a pre-Beyonce Beyonce as well. It was like she was still in Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Um, and so the Lindsay trick. Oh, also this episode. Guess who else was in this episode? Um, as like a minor, as like one of the actors, like the punk actors. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I'm just like giving it away, but uh, I don't know who it is. Danny DeVito? Oh no, <laughs> no, it was Caitlin Olson who like plays D, and it's always sunny oh, in Philadelphia. Cute. She's a very funny comedian. I think she's. I love. She's her. hilarious, yeah. and she was. She was like she like stole the show in this too. It was really hilarious. So she was in Beyonce's one, Lindsay's one, and this is what I think is like totally traumatic. Like it would have if if I was 17 and this happened to me, even if I knew it was a joke. I would like have been really freaked out. So basically she was like in a limo with the driver who was like answering his flip phone being like, oh, what? You're going into labor? And it's like playing around that his wife is going into labor. And then they stop at a gas station and he has Lindsay and her assistant like wait outside the car. He's like, oh, I have to go in. But like, can you get out of the car for some reason? Just like random. And then some guy, so they're standing next to the car, and then this guy comes up to them and goes, oh, we're, we actually need to take the car back. And she's like, okay. And they're like, so we're just going to get in and take the car. And so they drive the car away, and then the limo driver comes out, and he's like, you just let the car get stolen, and now I'm going to miss my wife's delivery. And then he like pretends like he's on the phone with his wife, who's like yelling at him, and he's like, it's not my fault these stupid actors who like think that everything's about them and don't even realize that like the car belongs to someone and they just like let the car get driven just like really mean shit like really psychologically fucked up shit and like you know and it was like it went on for so long until Ashton Kutcher comes out and then Lindsay was like she she, like could she was just like I like don't know what to do you know I was like really feeling for her and I was like my god maybe this is why she went off the rails you know obviously he comes out and like was really upset about it but like I just thought I was like I was like what about this is even funny like yeah. none of this is even funny like what you tricked her into thinking she was a horrible person you know with the Beyonce one she they tricked her that she was at some like child's uh like some like poor kids Christmas thing and she like knocked over the giant Christmas tree and crushed all the presents and like made all the kids sad and it was like already the most awkward thing ever and she was just standing there just like what and they were like and all the kids were like yelling at her going like you ruined christmas oh like you're God. a horrible person it was just like these aren't even pranks these are just like 
someone getting out their like weird jealousy about the celebrity and like getting children and like a limo driver to like yell all these like mean things at them. Yeah, because the different like okay, I'll read my like the not the top. What's the opposite of the top three? Uh, you're like bottom three. Bottom three, <laughs> which is still you're good. Like runners up. Which the runners up, which is still good, but they cause a lot of psychological damage. Mm. However, the pursuit of these tricks is very clearly to scare which yeah. like they actually achieve although like the whole thing but with this stuff it's like it's yeah there's not just even not funny. even a trick it's not yeah. even funny and like and then and then there's like other ones i looked at i also watched a bunch of like quote unquote viral punked video or prank <laughs> videos where oh hilarious dude <laughs> Um, dude terrorizes his girlfriend in a bunch of different ways. Like she's doing her makeup and he tell her, tells her that she missed a spot and she like leans over and she's like, show me where you missed. And he like smashes an egg, a raw egg on her head. It's like, oh, that's and hilarious. And films it and puts and it on the internet. Exactly. Or like he's like walking with her and they're like on, like they're like next to a river and he's like, stand there so I take a picture of you like next to the river and then he like pushes her in the river oh it's God. like this is none of this is funny like yeah. it's all just like actual like gaslighting it's fucking just, psychological abuse like, it's just fucking bullying hang on I'll read you like um yeah. the, like my number five out yes, of my number yes. six okay this is okay <laughs> Dad decides to scare kids by pretending to kill their mom. Oh, <laughs> I have a similar one to you. Domestic violence should never be. Oh, also, this is like from Goliath.com with what's his face? Jackson. I wrote it down. Um, Jack. <laughs> Jackson. You know. Jack Sanderman. Uh, but we'll have a link there. Anyway, thanks, Jack. Mm. Um, domestic violence should never be taken lightly, which is what one father found out the hard way after he decided to give his young children ages six, eight, and eight, a good Halloween fight by pretending to kill their mother. Dad of the year apparently donned a Michael Myers mask from the Halloween movie oh franchise God. and then proceeded to strangle his wife in front of their two kids. The whole thing was fake, of course, and mum was in on the prank. However, the kids freaked out in a spectacular fashion, called the, like ran over to their neighbours, called the police, and the sheriff office was dispatched and dad was left to some pretty detailed explaining to do oh my um, god and while no charges were filed the kids still have trust issues but can i just say that unlike pranked i love this couple because they obviously committed yeah. to it like they obviously got right into character they like, were both into and it. at no point when the kids were clearly freaking Screaming out did they like, go like oh maybe this is yeah. too because that couldn't have happened in like four seconds no, it no. would have had to at least be a minute wouldn't you say to like pretend yes. it to it's strangling it wouldn't have happened in like so these this this married couple committed. Real, I love their commitment to it. I wonder if maybe they shouldn't have had children. Like this is this is. Or if they had children to do this in order to do that, which well, you know, my parents always used to tell. Well, my dad used to say that. I don't know if it's real or not, but he was like, you know, your mom had to really like convince me not to like teach you all the wrong words for things. He was like, I really wanted to like tell you all the wrong words for things when you were learning how to talk and just like to like get you really confused about like the meanings of shit. And I was like, thank you for not doing that. <laughs> well, here, I have another similar one actually, where a guy. Um, he had his wife meet him at this place where he was like buying a quad, like a quad bike. Yeah. And the kid was like four years old. So it was the dad and the kid. And he had the mom like go to the car to get something out of the car. And then like when she was in the car, he swapped the real kid with like a dummy. And <laughs> this then, is going to end super well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all of it. And it was just like so orchestrated. The whole thing was just so orchestrated, and, like so much time and money anyway, just to get your wife angry at you. Um, and so he puts this, you know, four year old kid on this quad bike and then pretends like it loses control, has it drive up some sort of ramp and then lands and then bursts into flames. What a horrible With the child day. on it. And the mom was just like, she just completely lost it. Like the fact you would still have post-traumatic stress from that. Can you imagine like being such an asshole? Like she was legitimately losing it and she was so angry at him. And like, then the kid came running out of the car and he's like, no mom, I'm fine. And she was just like sobbing and being like, Oh, I would have thought I was having a psychotic breakdown. Yeah. I would have been like, no, it's a ghost of my child. And it's like the video ends with her being like, that's enough, Jeff. That's it. This is over. We're not doing this anymore. And she's like storming off. And like this, 
piece of shit dude still puts it on fucking YouTube. Like, <laughs> that's how much he's obsessed with himself. So I have this Vice article that is titled, uh, What Our Love of Sadistic Pranks Tells Us About Ourselves. Good stuff. Um, and it's not just about what happens to the male brain. It's what happens <laughs> to a human brain. Um, and a lot of it is... Um, like, so it makes me wonder, like, what's the borderline between like a prank or like, is it manipulation or something? And one theory that a uh, psychologist, Blockley, I'm sorry, I don't have the first name, has suggested, um, because you'll notice that most or all of the instances of these like YouTube pranksters are like men. And a lot of times the victims are women, although it can also be like their parents, you know, the example of the weaker people. Is yes, what we're the, getting. The, weak, the weaker species. <laughs> the feeble. Like, if they're sick, poor. Yes, like, exactly. Just <laughs> kicking them when they're down. Yeah. Um, so, so one theory is that pranks are a way for men to maintain their dominant position in culture in a society that rewards aggression and dominant male behavior or in, um, or in some instances, hegemonic masculinity ah yes (laughs) um in frightening someone you are asserting your power and control over them the intense psychological drive to be dominant is predicated by an environment that aggrandizes these values and why do they do it because they can they can scare someone they can control someone these men would never see the people they frighten aka their girlfriends as victims they don't consider that person they don't try to they see that person as an object for their achievement not as a person not as a person well very extreme i I think i was just gonna say i think that's very extreme because i also think that there was a huge culture and i first of all number one cky jackass Mm. fan right like back 15 year old kando was rocking like cky and (laughs) bear margera hardigrams left right and center got into him you know the band and then i listened to it kind of a couple of years ago i'm like this is the worst poetry i've ever fucking heard in my (laughs) life um whatever fun times who cares but very alternative there i i'm so counterculture (laughs) (laughs) but this article like seems to be a lingering sentiment of um today's value about the patriarchy without kind of realizing how much of an effect jackass actually had on a whole generation and so part of me thinks that this is probably a very young writer that's very like on Wednesdays we smash the patriarchy yeah I think it's like, like and, and like they've, they've consulted some sort of uh, academic who's like in the um the gender studies field and not that I disagree with the idea you know that misogyny exists of course we both agree that that exists and absolutely and and of course I agree that like the guy who's pranking quote-unquote pranking his girlfriend is an asshole and I think probably is a lot of it informed by toxic masculinity and I'm not um excusing it either no, like no. um but I think like part of this because it's not cool and like you see like youtube fucking channels where people like parents are doing this to their kids and people are like get have you seen those they were like get the kids taken away from them and that stuff it's like actually abuse like emotional abuse you're meant to be this like rock and parent for this child Mm. or in this situation you're meant to be this emotionally available person for your partner and a safe place yeah Yeah. and you push them into the river to humiliate them for the internet for all these people that you do not even see or have a relationship with yeah and that's a pretty feeble imitation of love yeah but like um i wouldn't even (laughs) say an imitation of love it's just somebody being like hey had a girlfriend well and it is a bit of a power trip you know it is a a power trip and there is a i think there is some sadism in there you know like which is the idea that you're taking pleasure from hurting someone or from making them feel uncomfortable. Um, I guess that it's it's not necessarily one. I would say that it's probably not a purely masculine male thing to do. I think it's probably a, a insecure person thing to do. I also think it's an immature thing to mm. do because, like that, like this also speaks to me. And what it reminded me of is the tried and tre- like tested power flirting move of pushing someone over in the playground yes like it's and some like oh let's God. be honest there's a lot of 21 22 23 24 25 26 year olds <laughs> 45 year olds yeah. <laughs> yeah um from both from both uh ge- all the genders sorry mm-hmm. not both mm-hmm. all the genders mm-hmm. um that kind of haven't realize the way to articulate their suave like there's a lot of things where you kind of I've done it I've done it where I just like kind of tease somebody because I don't know how to like say 
I think you're super hot. Yeah. <laughs> like you're scrambling my brain. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? And so yeah. this kind of like echoes that. And so all like, I think there's kind of valid sides to both the person who was writing the article. Yes. Um, the, like I'd love to know how old a lot of the people are that are doing this. Because if you're doing this kind of shit past the age of 27, I'm going to say is the latest maximum. And <laughs> even then you're kind of pushing it a bit. Um, <laughs> then maybe take a good hard look at yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's like a fair, that's a fair call. And I was actually going to ask, like oh, I wrote, discuss, how, what's the difference between just sheer manipulation and like power tripping and like having a genuine, like nice prank, you know? Like I think for me, it's funny, like when the stakes are low and you're punching above the belt, like you're punching up, not punching down, right? Mm. You're not like trying to pull a prank on someone who's like already having a really tough time. You're like pulling a prank on someone who's like, Maybe with like punked, for example, as like as like traumatic as I think some of those could have been. Also, part of me thinks like, yeah, but like really, you're you're like tricking Beyonce. Like she's got everything. Like, but she doesn't have everything. She has things like fame, which yeah. are already like such a mind fuck of a thing. And you understand totally. like the mental pressure that are underneath these. These are people. Yes, these yeah. are people, and they are already like really stressed out about the idea of fame and all this kind of stuff. And it kind of feels that like part of the success of things like punked was like riding on that whole thing. Of like, well, she's got everything. Yeah. Fucking Lindsay Lohan. Look at the, like, she's got the sweet, like the up-to-date Von Dutch hat that costs yes. 120 bucks. Um, and she looks flawless <laughs> in it. And Eminem mentioned her in a fucking like a bitch, 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 bitch. But it's like, this is a person. This That's is a true. person who's under like severe mental duress already. Yes. Um, because like, and they're the a teenager. You know, like Beyonce in that thing was like early 20s. Lindsay Lohan was like 17, you know. what? No matter how famous you get, it doesn't negate the stress and like soul searching that you have to do just at that age. It doesn't you know? negate the fact that you're a person going through your own fucking journey. Mm. It just happens that you happen to have more money. But scientifically, that's been yeah. proven that that does not make you happier. Like, I'm going to say that we're going to say punked falls into the bullying category. Ah, <laughs> uh, and like I put it into the exploitation uh, yeah. thing because it's also exploit. Like it actually goes further. Oh, this was meant to be a loose fit episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, the exploitation deep. of celebrities. And in that where they're like actually off the clock, they're not being paid for it. That's it. Like it seems pretty um gross to me, mm. at least with like jackass they were doing it to each other or just like everyday people and dressing up as everyday people so it was a level playing ground in my head true um as they <laughs> shot their parents with crossbows <laughs> like <laughs> that's so much more pc <laughs> but like a lot of okay like think of like candid camera for example yeah which would like create scenarios. And I think one thing that I landed on. I'd be so pissed if I was on candid camera. I know. I know. Like, again, I still don't think it would. It feels like you're being, you're, you're having an, a psychological experiment done on you without your consent. And the reason that I like feel really eerie about it is because I know, like I have a hothead. I'd go mental. Yeah. <laughs> or like, or just like, yeah, really freak. Like some of those ones where it would just be like, um, you, you've, you've put someone in like a really annoying situation you know where you're like for some reason this person isn't understanding what I'm telling them no matter what I say and they keep coming back to me you know and it's like making you know the ones where they would like get people really really angry about mm. something it was just like this isn't there's no way to come back from that like even if I know it's a joke at the end I, my cortisol levels have still risen and mm. I'm still like in fight or flight mode to some degree you know like and then you have to like cool down afterwards like, yeah. and are they gonna pay for my therapy after this well and this is the thing <laughs> this is why I think Halloween is actually beautiful because yeah. it allocates a time to do that and you kind of if you okay I'll just give you my four and threes. Okay. My four and threes. I know we haven't done it in a list. No, that's um, okay. But that's we're just, fine. We're doing our own sort of like um, free, freestyle list. But I think this is very funny. Yes. Particularly because it got out of hand. Okay. Um, so number four was dangling from roof trick results in fire department visit. <laughs> um, a few years ago, a family in North Carolina decided to ha hang a dummy from their second-story roof to make it look like a person had slipped while cleaning their gutters and now holding on for dear life. This was, like, actually quite public, uh, publicized. Yeah. It was obviously public because oh, yeah. they hung it out the, the side of the house. <laughs> it's actually uh, quite public. <laughs> the dummy was apparently dressed in real jeans, a sweater, and tennis shoes. However, Mirth quickly 
uh, turned to mayhem when a neighbor who was out walking their dog spotted the dummy hanging from the roof, freaked out, and immediately called the local fire department. And oh, my God. I know. By the time that the family that had perpetrated the prank realized what had happened, the fire department was set up in front of their home and had a ladder extended um, on the roof, and they're like, hang on, help is on the way, is what the neighbor was apparently shouting. <laughs> and then, but, like, this is on this uh, neighbor. Uh, he's not, like, re- like yes. moving. Wouldn't you go up to the person and be like, hello, can I help you? <laughs> And this sec- and this is another and like I love that because it was around Halloween time. Yeah. And it's like if you've spoken to the person and they're like hanging on by what seems to be their hand. Yeah. But they're not responding, but they're still classed but on. There's... And it's around Halloween, maybe applies. Potentially. Yeah, some critical thinking there. Like what? And this one I just love for how like just how a little bit further it went, just from like the point of view of one officer. Police assume man was really run over by his lawnmower. In the vein of domestic accident pranks gone wrong, how about this one? (laughs) Good say, yes. Thank you. you. What was his face? Jack Sanderson. Um, (laughs) Another family decided to use a dummy to stage a horrifying accident involving their ride on lawnmower. And I saw pictures of this. Mm. Fucking great display. The merry pranksters placed the dummy underneath the lawnmower of their front lawn so that only the arms and legs were visible from underneath the machine. Then They then covered the arms and legs with red paint to simulate the blood so that it appeared to everyone who passed by that the homeowner had cut, out, um, cut up and mangled his own lawnmower. And I just want to interject here. I saw the picture. It's a spread eagle dummy <laughs> and the lawnmower is sitting literally on the head and the torso. And it's like... There's no, if you've seen, this is why horror movies are educational because you know, looking at it, you're like, that is not enough blood for that to be real. But if you're like so sheltered that you haven't even seen like Amity Hill, like Amityville horror, then well, like. It's like, I'm sorry. We all know how much blood comes out when you get like run over by a lawnmower. Come on. Thank God. It's like Tarantino never fucking happened. I have no fucking sympathy for these people. Um, Be more worldly. I know. Right. They then covered the arms and legs with red. Oh, we got there. Um, homeowner. So, okay. Then this is where they gained my serious respect. Mm. So good was the stage accident that the neighbors who saw it in broad daylight and had no idea it was a hoax and promptly dialed 911. The police arrived and were terrified but launched into action, not realizing that the person in distress under the lawnmower was a dummy until one of the cops attempted CPR. Oh, no. Did they, like, pull the whole body out? <laughs> We're coming for you, sir. We've got you. Not to mention the fact that the lawnmower is no longer on. Like, I mean, there's just a lot of sort of practical things about that that would make me think, wait a minute. Yeah. Something's not right here. Yep. The smell, even (laughs) I like. We all like, yeah. If you've you know the smell of blood, you do. It's like, like it seems like a silly thing, but when someone cuts yourself, or when you like, but you like that irony, like metally smell. It's a very like, and you would have seen it congealing. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. It would have been the blood would have been moving. Like it wouldn't just be stationary there. Uh, See, these these people need to watch more horror movies. I think it's the only (laughs) way forward. (laughs) But okay, so these Mm. things. Um, with like, although they could, they're quite gruesome and they've obviously caused people a lot of distress. Yes. Do you see, like, they, I see yeah. that as a, it's a legitimate prank and that actually makes that, it's like something I thought about before, which is that I think the prank needs to not target a specific person. Dummies are great. Yes. Fuck them. Yes. And like, and like you're targeting the people at large who are looking at your house, you know? So like it's, it's an institution or it's a group of people. It's not like specifically one person you're trying to humiliate. It's yes. like, I'm creating this prank that others can enjoy and it's like anyone who encounters it will get the, you know, get the laugh. And so like, um, even like with the candid camera things, the ones where it was like, you know, um, something weird happening and you, and they would have the people walk by and each new person who walks by sees the weird thing and you get their reactions. It's like, that's funny. That's cute. And like, it's really funny. Like that's fine. I have, I have one. I was trying to find pranks that I thought weren't offensive. Oh yes. I've got, (laughs) Three. Okay. Good. Like, like after you. Um, okay. I'll, I'll give my um. I'll give my top three. Your top three non psychologically damaging pranks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, one of the most famous um April Fool's Day pranks. Oh, this is from an article on history.com. Um, one of the most famous April Fool's Day pranks of all time is the BBC's famous spaghetti, spaghetti hardest. Cheese. 
harvest. There's a restaurant in Melbourne called Spaghetti Tree, yeah. and I always think about it on Collins Street. I'm like, you crap, what a fantastic prank. I had please. never heard of this one before. Haven't you? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, a fucking amazing. Please, okay. tell, tell on, our listeners. On April 1st, 1957, a news broadcaster told his British audience that in Ticino, a Swiss region near the Italian border. There was a whole documentary. It wasn't just telling him. There was black and white footage they'd gone through, all the things. They put spaghetti, like cooked spaghetti on these trees. Yes. Oh, my yep. God. We'll, we'll have our pictures of what pictures of this available because I looked at those pictures anyway so they told okay they told their audience that a town in Switzerland which was near Italy had had an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop this year the camera then cut to footage of people picking spaghetti off of trees like dried spaghetti off of trees and bushes then sitting down at a table to eat some of their real homegrown spaghetti (laughs) at the time spaghetti wasn't necessarily a dish that British people knew about and that doesn't mean that no one realized the segment was a prank some viewers were upset that the BBC had aired a fictional segment during a serious news program but other viewers reportedly asked about how they could grow their own spaghetti at home okay (laughs) along with being like not targeted at a specific person I think there's a lot to be said about dedicated prank times yes April 1st and all of October you've got to be on high alert (laughs) swipe right Fucking don't. Is it right? Is right the. Oh, I am not the person. To I ask don't know. About I haven't that. had it. Swipe, swipe no on believing it? Yeah. Swipe, swipe left. Swipe no. I don't. <laughs> swipe no thank you <laughs> on believing it. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Like, so, but I think that's the other thing. When it's not to do with any, like, yeah, there's specific just, time, it yeah. just seems kind of cunty. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, like, you know, someone like trying to pretend like your child just got blew up, just like. You know, out on of, a Tuesday, no, on a t- just a random <laughs> Tuesday. Like, there's just nothing that's gonna that's gonna even trigger the person. It's like maybe like something about it needs to be like ridiculous enough that it will like trigger the person to realize that it's a prank. So it's like not so because it also made me think of the um you know the Orson Welles the War of the Worlds. That's what I was thinking as well. Radio yeah. thing, which like I think you know that like goes down in history as like a fucking awesome prank. Yeah. Um, that really scared a bunch of people. And for some reason, I don't feel sad for the people who believed it, even though, like, maybe I would have been a person who believed it at the time. Yeah. Oh, if you don't know what we're talking about. It was... Um, there was, like, War of the Worlds was originally uh, presented in its first format as a radio... Um, pantomime pantomime kind of thing because they used to do this sort of thing where like where that was the main source of entertainment so instead of just having news and current affairs they would also have creative things where people would read short stories or like larger stories and war of the worlds which was one of the first like uh sci-fi pieces of uh stories ever written and was hugely six like it was a radio drama pretty much yes yeah it was part of this anthology radio drama series called the mercury theater on air in 1960 sorry 1938 yeah but because they didn't um because it was like although people had done sort of radio broadcasts like this before they didn't really announce that it was a fiction because they'd never have to do that before yeah but people freaked out and thought that it was real because it was also coming from where like they got their news from all this kind of stuff and there was no way like it was just an epic story and i like it would have been I would have loved to see oh God, what happened cool. then. Like but at the same time I probably would have gotten really like caught up in it. How could you not? Is I the know. thing. And like if you're uh, you know the type of like it- I guess that people maybe weren't into sci- you know sci-fi didn't really This was exist. one of the first like yeah. apart, like Frankenstein had been around before and yeah. all this kind of stuff but that wasn't like particularly mainstream and when it's coming out like since it was on people. October 30th 1938 so it was Ooh. a Halloween thing so like and yeah and War of the Worlds is about like aliens landing and like you know having a war with Earth and so like people thought that that you know the overtone you know comes in it's like the We've seen unidentified flying mm. objects in the sky and they're starting to shoot at the major cities. And, you Get know, down! Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it was all, you know, dramatized sounds, soundscape yep. and everything. So, like, that would as, have been such a cool... Yeah, and, as like, they did that with all, like, their radio dramas. Like, mm. if it was a romance or something, they still added this... Like, it wasn't if it was, like, unique or that they put more things, mm. but they just didn't anticipate, yeah. like, how people had never been exposed to that kind of content before and also coming out of something, like... Everybody listen to the radio. Sensible business businessmen listen to yes. the radio as their source of news. And there was nothing ever before that had ever been considered like that, that would yeah. give misinformation in any way. Yeah. Hey. You know, that, oh my God, that reminds me of a similar thing. Um, and this was a great prank on the art world, which was Damien Hirst, who's a modern artist. Um, Treasures from the Wreck of the Unbelievable. 
Have you heard of this? No. Oh my god, it's great. There's a documentary. Well, it's not a documentary, I guess. It's like a mock it's like a mockumentary, but basically this artist pretended like he found a shipwreck off the coast of Somalia with all this like incredible like statues and like gold and just like all this like um and, and it was like stuff that had been sunken for a long time and so it looked like it had a bunch of barnacles and stuff growing on it but it was all art pieces cool. but it was actually sunk underneath the ocean I'm fairly certain and then um he had it all on display at a museum in Italy saying that like these are the treasures that he found from the wreck of the unbelievable and like obviously the name of the yeah. it, the you know the, the the wreck of the unbelievable is like yeah it is unbelievable because it didn't happen um actually we'll link the article to the 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 guardian oh, looks article about it gorgeous um, too yeah it was really fucking cool it was like all this incredible like statue you know blending like under the sea myth with oh, like I kind of it. classical you know uh, myth um statues and stuff like that um and uh in like in it's like a discovery channel movie of like him going down and like exploring this sunken treasure and like you know they go down and they go down like 15 times and like don't find anything and he's like okay this is the last time we're gonna go down and then all of a sudden they like find it and they find this big treasure chest it's really cool Callum and I watched it and did not know that it was like a full art piece type of thing and for like a couple of days we like watched this film we were like this is amazing. Why haven't we heard about this? And we like sent it, we sent it around to a couple of people. We're like, have you, have you seen this new discovery? This, so it was, two, it was 2010. There's a movie about it on Netflix, I think. Um, but that was, that was like, and the artist is Damien Hirst. Um, but that was like another example of like, that's a prank. That's a great prank. That's a prank. It's just not hurting anyone. Who is that hurting? You know, no. like it, when it was presented to the art dealers, they, you know, they weren't told that it was actually, real you know they knew it was an art installation yeah and that's like for me that moves into the area of art mm, that's not mm. a prank that's art absolutely like, yeah, yeah. Mm. i used to have this book of like unsolved mysteries and serial i've always like been fascinated by serial killers mm. and i'm not saying like that's not a prank that's death yeah but- <laughs> <laughs> no that's not something we, we we're not, you're not obsessed with the actual serial killer just more the story of it Kind of. I don't know. Yeah. I found this like just the darkness mm, of the mm, whole mm. thing and being like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. There's, well, there's like a lot of mythology around, you know, a lot of that, which is kind of appealing, yeah. it's, even though like I hate to admit it, but it's like it is one of it. So it's, oh, like, it's just so Ted dark. Bundy is fascinating, man. It, like because it's know? so outside of what you know that you yeah. would do. Yours. Well, you don't even know. But like the fact that you're the same species and that something else can do the atrocities that someone else makes you question yourself and being like, would I do that? If I had fallen me? off, if I'd fallen off the swing set and hit my head at the same age that, you know, fucking Ted Bundy did, then maybe I would. That's a real thing. Hitting your head does result in serious. Almost all of them have hit their head. Not all of them, but a lot. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of like yeah, no, really like prominent a, a, ones. A, like, yeah, a high amount of them have had head injuries when they were children. Yeah. Where, like, I actually have had a head injury, but I just take the whole approach that, like everything, when it comes to murder, you've just got to relax, have fun, and be yourself. <laughs> Perfect. Very spooky. <laughs> and this will be the last episode you hear with me in it. <laughs> I locked the door, right? No, yeah. <laughs> um, well... Should I? Have you got... Uh, I have no other good examples because I couldn't find them, but tell me yours. Uh, well, my top three pranks. Before All right. we, but before we get into the top three, I'm going to give a shout out to Halloween's biggest loser, <laughs> who is on Reddit, only seven inches is his title. And the question was... Well, yeah, I know, right? right? Only seven inches sounds like a super fun guy. Yeah, yeah. Um... The question on the Reddit uh, thread was, what's the best prank you've ever seen? This super party rager wrote nice. back, not turning your light on and not participating in the whole pointless tradition. So he's obviously getting heaps of pussy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, back to the top three. Um, what I love is a simple, simple, yep. elegant prank. And the one I'm going to read after this one is more so. Okay. But this one, the first. first one, is instead of giving toffee apples, try using caramel to coat onions and put them <laughs> on a stick. That's great. I love that. <laughs> Harmless. Who's going to get hurt by that? Unless Only someone's a, like allergic to onions. Unless they've got a FODMAP problem, in which case they probably shouldn't be eating sugar. Or they've probably apples. got really overactive parents yes. being a little bit too yeah. freaked out. <laughs> Second prank, 
This is an elegant, timeless, mm -hmm. easy one. It's very simple. Just draw a little spider on your toilet paper, wrap it up a little bit, so the next person that goes in and they under and just, Whoa! Oh, I love it! <laughs> such a good one it's so cute it's so cute and then you get a little spider friend and you're gonna like yeah and you can just like take that you don't have to wipe your, oh if you're really angry you can wipe your you ass can, with it as yeah, a sort of like, symbolic fuck your shedding spider. of it like i'm bigger than these pranks here i wipe your ass my ass with your prank i have like a irrational like disdain for people who are that scared by spiders i'm like oh come on I know, just right. like get over it it's a fucking spider i, know, I don't right. know the really the things that scare me are like not amounting to anything you know like those are real fears and that follows you everywhere exactly like spiders come on yeah come on grow up yeah my number one prank yes this one had me so fucking tickled i was like watching the video i could not stop my like who i share a wall with my apartment next door would have heard some ridiculous shit coming out of here cackling uh, cackling like on a low level and like moved up to just like how <laughs> so <laughs> is get a small mannequin mm -hmm. small mannequin dress it up like a trick-or-treater with mm -hmm. the skull mask or something. Something with a mask. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something with a mask. Put that on the doorstep. Ring the bell. And so it's a mannequin trick-or-treater. And the person who's, like, answering oh. is like, you want a trick-or-treat? He's like, all right, you're starting to freak me out, man. Oh, my God. He's not even moving. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, you are Like, oh. <laughs> and the double layer is because people are afraid to touch it in case it is actually a child. Yes, yes. So they're just getting, like, increasingly so they're freaked. just standing there like, what's wrong with this kid? Yeah. I love it. How See, good's that? That's really good. Again, who's that going to harm? No one, unless you've accidentally killed and a child in your past, in which case, that's, I'm sorry that I'm bringing case, this up for you. In which case, you probably shouldn't be having a Halloween. Because, like, you the thing was, they always made sure that they put it on the doorsteps of people who were obviously Into celebrating Halloween. Halloween. Yes. And, like, who are doing the trick-or-treating. So it's like, all right, you've decided to partake in the holiday. You're obviously yes. going to, like... You're up for tricks and treats. Yeah, yeah I love fun, it. fun, fun. And it's like, for me, I'm like, that's beautiful. That's an allocate. This is so much of a, like, idiot. I'm like, okay, I like tricks as long as they're in an allocated time and we've all agreed that we're going to trick each other. <laughs> I like that. I really relate to that. <laughs> me too. I'm ready to be tricked right now. Do not trick me when I'm not ready for it. I'm going to put my trick hat on yes. and we're going to have some fun. Look, yes. Look, have some planned, spontaneous fun. <laughs> Spooky good times. Yes. Well... I love it. That's a great list. I think I, you know, I think that we've we've come. Okay, we've come full circle here. We first we thought tricks were bad. I didn't. Okay. No, first, I did. First, you thought, we, I was thinking about Halloween. No, Halloween. Okay. So first we didn't like. I didn't like Halloween, and now I've decided that I do like it. I just don't like other people who like Halloween. I just don't like. No, that's not even true. I just don't like the idea of being obsessed with Halloween. But nobody likes the idea of being obsessed with anybody. <laughs> Even just meeting people who are no, way too into like baking is too much. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, they're Now I just sound like an asshole. I guess I just don't like pretentious people. How about that? That is a succinct <laughs> and rational hatred. Whether it has to do with Halloween or not, I don't think so. Okay, so Halloween, good. Pranks, generally bad. Sometimes misogynistic. Sometimes sadistic. Mm. Other times when they have no specific humiliation target or they're in a designated time frame. Of, in the year. In the year or on the day or someone has made some sort of indication that they're open to a trick. Or a <laughs> I'm ready to. <laughs> Can't you tell I'm ready? I'm a... <laughs> I'm here. I'm unalarmed. Yes. I'm ready to go. Yes. <laughs> they can be okay. But in general, I think that tricks are traumatizing. And I think that as the older, as, as long we go as society, it's probably going to go the way of hazing, where pranks are going to be viewed as bullying because most of them are. Well, do you have any other pranks you want to share about? Um, no, because like there's one that I love to do to people and it's harmless and sweet. I think so. And so I'm not going to say it here. You know, you know, people, people we know might be listening and yeah. they, might, they might know, get a secret on, get on your secret. Have you ever had a prank pulled on you? Um, that stands out? Mm, no, I Maybe don't think so. overreacting. Because I actually, no, I can't think of anything like, like an actual prank. No, me neither. But I think like, 
Like, I wasn't really, I don't think that I was, I would have been the target of pranks, like, in school. I mean, I think a lot of that was, like, boys doing that, you know, in school. That's the thing for us. Like, mm. I feel like a guy would probably, hey, guys, if you're listening. Write us in. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know any pranks that you did or done, like. What was the most traumatic prank that you experienced? <laughs> Is, like, all those games that guys, like, okay, male mates. Can you please shed some light on this? Because as females, and this isn't about gender divide or any like this, this is just like what happens. Experience. Experience. I've heard a lot of periphery talk about how men, when or boys, Mm. when they get together growing up, they do things like these soggy, like semen caked, like biscuit sort of things. Is that a prank or is it a rite of passage? Yeah. Yeah, you know, or like, like soggy sakatas or whatever, where yeah. like guys just, or is that just guys just being like really excited about bodily fluids? Because I think that's a thing as well. Yeah, like, well, because it makes me think of like the, um, you know, like in um, the parent it, trap. Lindsay Lohan again. Yes, but also the original one. I love it too. You know, where they yep. did all the pranks at the summer camp, you know, where they had her hand, they put her hand in cold, or the, that, that prank I always heard about was like never done which was like when you're sleeping, put someone's hand in warm water and it's supposed to make them pee the bed. Yeah, I like... Like, I, I've always heard about these things. Maybe it's not even like boy specific, but um, I would love to know if anyone's had any really traumatizing... <laughs> Me too. And we won't say your name, promise. No, we won't read it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't think I've had any done to me and I don't think... I've definitely never done any on, on people and, um, and I don't think I would have had anything like that done to me because I was a very forceful child i wasn't i was the alpha i guess i'll say you go girl i was the alpha child so fucking big girl well like i think part as well like i kind of escaped it because i was moving around a bit as well and like when i look back because i've only had my own experience as myself but like me and my brother have been talking a lot about like growing up and i'm realizing as i'm getting older and kind of looking back that i think i was a little bit more intimidating than i ever thought i was Mm. (laughs) because like Although, like, I definitely wasn't malicious. I was definitely known for fucking shouting if I thought <laughs> something. Not shouting, but just, like, I was def- I kind of love a good argument and discussion. That's something that stayed with me forever. Mm. And so I think I might have just always come off as way too much trouble. Yeah, like, yeah, like aggressive kind of in that way. Like, I think I was definitely that way too. Like, I don't think people would ever, like, yeah, I wasn't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that like to have a prank pulled on you, you have to be weak, but I think we sound like bullies. <laughs> I'm gonna end that thought there, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So that's it. Tricks, treats, mostly tricks, some treats. Um, if anyone has any Halloween thoughts or stories, um, would like to hear them. Is there any sort of any of the closing thoughts? No, I was just looking at my thing to the, like um, <laughs> thing, and I've um, got nothing. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing at all. Okay, but I have to take these off. All right. Alrighty. I think we should end it there. Good. My ears are getting really itchy. Yeah. Um. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that was an episode. So if you have something to say about today's topic, write to us at doyoueverthinkaboutmail at gmail.com or send us a text or voicemail to 0499-860-397 and we might feature it in an upcoming minisode. Please don't forget to follow us wherever you listen, rate us on Apple Podcasts or share our show with other curious friends if you fancy. And finally, thank you to Scotty for production assistance, Frook for our theme music and Slum One for our wonderful cover art and graphic design. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.